Hi, I'm Jen Hungate, and today's scripture is from Ephesians chapter 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Good morning, Marian Methodist. God is out to save us one and all. This is a timeless truth of God. Today's the day of Pentecost. If you're not familiar with Pentecost, it's a very important day in the life of the Christian church. Many people will call this the birthday of the church, the day the church really launched as an entity, as apostles after the ascension of Jesus Christ. So Pentecost happens, it means 50 days. Pentecost happens a month and a half after Jesus died and was resurrected. And the scene is that the disciples are alone in Jerusalem. They are praying together, waiting for God to tell them what to do. And suddenly, the sound of a mighty wind comes upon them. Tongues of fire drop down. And they are given the ability to speak in every language of the world known that day. And they go out in Jerusalem and they begin to teach the good news of God in every language, language that prior to this, they didn't even have the ability to speak. And, and there are people from every culture, and, you, and there's a list in Acts 2, there are people from Egypt, there are people from Africa, there are people from different parts of what we now call Asia. And they say this sentence, we hear them pointing to the apostles, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own language. Listen to that. People from all over the world of every color of skin and, and whatnot say, we hear them declaring the good wonders of God in our own language. And they say, what does it mean? What does this mean? It means that God is out to save us one and all. Every culture, every language, every skin tone is created in the image of God, in the perfect holy image of God. Each human being, and understand this, friend, I know we've been inside for a long time, but every human being, including me, including you, is the apple of God's eye, his, his most and very favorite. This is a timeless truth of God. Trending right now is that which opposes this very truth. You get to get the news. There's a lie being spread spread in every generation that's ever come by, by wicked souls, that some are more valuable, more important, more authentically human than others. Understand this. This is simply anti-God 
and definitely anti-Christian. Listen, we are known by what we do. God is known by creating each of us with infinite value and worth. God is known because he knows our value and beckoned through the law of Moses and then the prophets for us to see our value to him and our purpose for living with him. But humanity ignored all those messengers. You, you know the stories. But the Lord refused to turn from us. In fact, he amplified his pursuit to save us by sending and allowing his own son to be sacrificed on the cross. And now on this very day, the day of Pentecost, he has unleashed his Holy Spirit in the world so that all might come to know him. He desires us so much. God's desire is to save us one and all, and his aim is to fulfill that desire. So all that truth to express with pastoral clarity a message that's pertinent to this day. It has been our entire lives, but it's very sore and very present right now. We, too, are known by what we do. We must be known by our embrace in God's name of those who are different than us in culture, language, and skin tone who are created in the same image of God that we are. If we do not understand this, this is unmistakably true and unmistakably spoken in the gospel. We, if we do not understand this, that everyone's equal value and perfect in God's eyes, first, we deem God a liar. And second, we shall not be known in God's eternity. Do not mistake this as part of the gospel message. Many of us learned when we were children, red, brown, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight, which was taught to us, not because it was a cute little catchy lyric, not because it was, had a nice little rhythm that we could fall asleep to or hold hands with in Bible school and sing in a circle. We were taught red, brown, yellow, black, and white, we are precious in his sight because the word of God is simply the truth. Mistake this not. If you do not believe this, hear this. Don't miss this. The time is short for you. Repent and believe in the gospel. Don't wait. You should not wait. With absolute clarity, wrap your minds around this. Racism is not and has never been part of God's righteous way. So if you embrace it, even a little bit, even if you're known to, to tell a joke or say a sentence that say, well, this isn't that racist, know that it's infected with racism and you need to set it down. So if you embrace racism, e even a little bit, the time to repent is right now. Don't wait another minute because you're missing who God is and you're missing what he expects of his children. Let us pray. God, we pray this morning uh, we've, we've seen the, the wickedness that has transpired not so very far from us in a state that's very much like ours. We've seen that uh, persons have been injured and killed just because of the color of their skin. And Lord, we, we pray for every victim of racism past. We pray for every victim that is inflicted by, with racism today and those who will be in the future. Help us, Lord, to be those who understand that you love us all equally. You want to save us all entirely. Give us a vision of what racial reconciliation would mean. Help us reconcile with those who are a very different 
in the human race than we are. And let us do that long before we arrive in your kingdom of heaven. Lord, let us celebrate the variety that is the human experience. Let us see that red, brown, yellow, black, and white truly is precious in your sight. And allow us to embrace our oneness in the joy of your heart. Lord, these things we pray in your name. Amen. No, you can't turn off yet. I'm not done. There's a little bit more to this sermon that I want to share, but I wanted to take those moments to pray with you with clarity. So let me go on. The goal of genuine Christian religion may be summarized concisely. The end is in one word, salvation. That's written by Father John Wesley. And salvation is a present state. It's something that's attainable. Actually attained right here on earth by anyone of faith. Am I saying, or is anyone prior to me, or is even the Apostle Paul saying that you can earn your own salvation? No, and absolutely not. In, in fact, the opposite of that, which is why Paul writes in the scripture you heard read today, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. So let's not make this hard. Have been means that you are in the present state. It's already been done. Salvation is already there. It's it's for you. It's present. You can't miss it. It's already happened. It happened with Christ's sacrifice on the cross. And it's a free gift, which means we didn't earn it. It's undeserved for us. We don't do anything to actually manufacture salvation, except we do have responsibility, which I'll get to in just a moment. But let's look at what Paul says to us in Ephesians chapter 2. He starts by saying, you were, which means he says, there, there was a place you were, and this is pre-salvation. This is while, while you're pre-Christian. This is pre, while prevenient grace is working in your line, life. You were dead in transgression, which means you, you, you bathed your life in what you wanted to do. You, you bathed your life following the ruler of the air, it says, which of course is Satan, because of course... Uh, he is the one that's present and in and around us now. He's not omnipotent like God is, but the presence of Satan seems to be on my left, my center, my le right, my back. Doesn't he feel that way to you? And Paul goes on to say you were gratifying yourself, which means you were really paying more attention to the base nature of humanity, which is mine, mine, mine. I want, I want, I do, I feel we were thinking about ourselves. And then, to me, the most beautiful words in all of Scripture happen. They happen a number of times in Scriptures. It says, you were this, but God. And it says, but God, in his mercy, saves us from all of that. Removes all that from us if we want it removed. Removes us and places us in a new place. He saves us from all that for the possibility of an eternity with him in his heavenly realms. Now, I want to give you a little bit of a warning here, halfway through my talk. In blessed nostalgia, sometimes we Christians miss the perfect truth of the Christmas story because we get all consumed with, with candlelights and, and twinkling lights and presents and all that kind of stuff. In all the blessed nostalgia of the Christmas story, we often miss the purpose of Christ. See, the angel commands Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save 
people from all their sins. The very name Jesus is a form of Yeshua or Joshua, which means the Lord saves. So this saving of, of all of our sins means that we are saved from our original sins, you know, that fractured portion of our spirit, that fracturing that we put between uh, God and ourselves as evidenced in, in the life of, of Adam and Eve. He saves us from those, that sin, our original sin, to our willing sins. Those are the ones we choose ourselves. You know, we all have our own little things, our own inclinations, our own choices that we make that cause us to sin. And the saving that Christ comes to do is for those sins that are in our past, our right now, and even the ones that we haven't been inclined to commit yet. So salvation is comprehensive. You're saved from sin and the consequence of sin, including a deliverance from guilt and punishment by the atonement of Christ applied to everyone who believes. You understand this, salvation is inextricably linked with faith. It is the goal of the Christian religion. If the goal of the Christian religion is salvation, its means to attain it is faith. Okay, that means salvation is both something God does and in which we cooperate. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. As we, as we walk through these timeless truths and we speak today about salvation, understand that we are not equals to God. Never were, never will be. Only God can initiate salvation. And you've heard us talk here in this, in, in this room, in the, on this podium, uh, about provenient grace, which is the porch of God's home. Remember, you, you're invited onto the porch and, and you're close to God, but God is always coming to you. That's his initiation. It's his invitation to you to come near to him. That's his part. He initiates that and is constantly offering it. Our cooperation is that we received the gift of, of faith. Uh, we, we receive by faith the gift of our salvation because salvation is a new way of seeing. It, it grants us new eyes, eyes that, that give us a mode of sight which, which, in which we perceive the previously unseen spiritual world and become convinced of God's work and God's wor world. We, we become convinced of who God is and the work he's doing. See, in faith, you attain salvation by seeing and receiving what God has been offering you all along. Do you understand that? So those of you that uh, uh, have not become a Christian yet, understand this, that God is offering this salvation to you from now until forever can't do anything about yesterday. You know, we always say in the church, if you didn't receive your salvation 20 years ago, then the next best time to do it is today. It's being offered you. Don't turn to the left and right of it. If you attain that salvation, you'll understand that you're getting what God has been giving you and offering you all along. Thus, in faith, you can with rich certainty, by the power of the Almighty God, say, I am saved. Now, that makes very many Methodists uncomfortable. To simply say, are you convinced of your salvation? And I think the answer should be yes and absolutely. We are convinced of our salvation because absolute assurance of your salvation allows you to consecrate your life. That means you can, you can throw your life at God. You can just say, Lord, this is the offering I, I place. I, I say this all the time, how we'd like to throw ourselves onto the altar of God and, and give ourselves as, and, and receive the blessings that God gives us, that, that's allowing our lives to be consecrated. So, so when we have absolute assurance of our salvation, God, it, it allows us to consecrate our lives. And secondly, it allows us to boldly live the Christian life. 
We sang that little song when we were kids. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, and yet so many of us have that light of Christ in and around us, and we, we cover it up all the time. We have the opportunity to boldly live the Christian life, to be known by what you are, which is a Christian, and what you do, which is follow Christ and do the ministries that Christ calls you to, to do. We'll talk more about that next week. And, and third, when we have absolute assurance of our salvation, it allows us to have hope and peace in the midst of the challenges and despair that mark our world. I mean, come on, we're in the middle of it. We're in this COVID-shaped world. We're absolutely consumed with challenges. It's all around us. Everything that's on the internet, everything that's on TV, everything that you even hear in conversation, and the very look of our world when you walk in your grocery store or your, 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 any other place, you see masks and gloves and persons that are kind of even still a little nervous to be close to us, and we understand that. But if we're assured of our salvation in the midst of all that, or whatever turns in the next years of our lives, or whatever's already transpired, you have peace with the world and all that it brings, because God has made peace with your soul. This is the truth that is timeless, not trending, of God's love. Will you pray with me? God, we, we just stop, you know, on this kind of near summer Sunday morning. And thank you for your pursuit of us that is relentless. Even when we drift away, Lord, even with, by, by our own choices, when we kind of drift from you, even when we ignore the messages, or even when we are so bold as to turn and run, you never stop pursuing us. Your grace upon grace is flowing upon us. You offer us the gift of eternal life. You offer us the gift of salvation. Your hand reaches out to us all the time, and all we need to do is take it. So thank you that you desire to bring us all home and that you've said to each one of us, no matter how far you've drifted from us, no matter how rich and deep your sin is, there's always a way home for you. And that way home is by receiving Jesus Christ. So we thank you for the path you've given us. Encourage us even now to receive the gift by believing in your power and your love, your grace and your beauty. And bless us. Bless us with the certainty that though we can neither earn nor can we deserve, we can live assured of our salvation. Lord, this is my prayer. I offer it to you and say it in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you and amen.